Welcome to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. I'm Chris, and as usual, I am joined by my co-host, Jack. Say hello, Jack. Hey, everybody. How's it going this week? So, let's see. This week, we've got an actual decent amount of our weekly news. I know. It feels like... And we have our usual off-topic and all that. What were you going to say? I feel like we've got a lot of stuff this week, which is nice. Yeah, quite a bit. So, before we jump in, you have anything you want to say? I mean, let's have fun. <laughs> I've been so bored. I'm like ready to do this. All right. Well, I'm ready. So let's start it. Um, so, our first news story is Mount Olympus. Yeah, this just happened today. Um, and everyone on Twitter seems to be kind of making fun of it. And we're going to talk about it and, and we can make fun of it. So if you want to go to Mount Olympus this year, you got to stay at Mount Olympus's hotel. And I'm doing air quotes because I don't know if this thing counts as a hotel or a chance at getting murdered. Mm, okay, so... Have you seen pictures of this place? I don't know how much... I haven't done that much research. I don't know how much you know about the area. But I know it's, like, part of the big Wisconsin Dells resort area. And I know that they, like, actually have water park resorts and all that that are... I'm going to assume are fairly nice because i've heard actually a decent amount of people talk about going to them before so i don't know if those count or not but if they do then it's not as bad as you think i don't i don't think well yeah but i'm just trying to find this there's a picture on twitter earlier that made me it was like this is a little bit sketchy but that really doesn't matter i think the whole the big news with this is you gotta stay at a hotel if you want to go to this park this summer for i mean i've heard it's pretty cheap well, yeah, and that's the other thing. I I saw twenty dollars for the hotel, plus you get park admission and parking. So I mean, that's really not that bad of a deal. I mean, but yeah, still, just I think the big thing is, what if another park, say a bigger park, adopted this? Like I, I think they would fairly smart from a business standpoint. Yeah, but then you also have to consider. Like I was, my dad and I were talking about this earlier. I said, "What if Dollywood made you stay at uh, Dream War?" Which I was like, "There's no way I'm paying Warren once because it costs $150 a night." But the big thing, especially when you start looking at bigger parks, is it doesn't make sense to operate the parks if you're going to have just the hotel guests there. Because I think Dream War's capacity is maybe a thousand, and Dollywood does not like to operate if they don't have more than a thousand guests. I mean, most parks yeah. don't like to operate. You, I mean, I understand, though, because, like, if somebody is specifically paying to go to your hotel to go to your park, it makes sense to prioritize them. Like, yeah. I was even thinking about um, Disney. Like, what are they going to do if somebody has a hotel reservation and they can't even get into the park because uh, there's limited capacity and a bunch of people have gotten their way early in the morning? So I've been thinking, like, maybe Disney should do um, hotel guests have, like, either reservation or one hour early to get to the park. 
before everybody else. Yeah, I think I can see that. Where if you have like your Disney hotel reservation, that automatically gets you your reservations for the park, and mm-hmm. just for that day. So let's say just using numbers here, they're going to let twenty five thousand people in the park, and you've got two thousand hotel guests. Then they're only going to let twenty three thousand spots be filled up by normal people because there are two thousand people staying on property that want to go to your parks. Mm-hmm. So I could see I could see something like that. I only, I mean, I think that's very plausible. I mean, yeah, Disney is going to be its own beast entirely. And there's been, we'll talk about it a little bit down the line, but there's a bunch of Disney stuff happening today. So, but okay, so on, the next big one, I think everyone is excited about. Candemonium has started testing, and this thing looks good. Yes, it looks amazing. I mean, it already did just from, you know looking at it before it even started testing the POVs and everything, but now it looks even better. It's yeah, going the so trains fast. run and you can just, I have actually, everyone says it has like an insane roar. I don't think I've had the chance to listen to it with the audio on yet, but mm-hmm. I'll take other people's words. Yeah, I don't it. think I have either. Um, but yeah, the trains look really good on the track. Like they really pop off of it, which is going to be great for taking pictures of. Yeah, and it looks really good. Chris and I are having a debate about Mako or Candemonium. We're I'm fifty fifty. You're still leaning towards Mako being better, right? Just for the length, yep. Yeah, I know. Just like, a little bit longer. I'm very much split on. I think Mako is fantastic, but there's some there's certain things about this coaster that make me really look forward to riding it. Hopefully. Probably not this summer, but hopefully next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a top five hyper, I think. Oh, I, on, I think one of us said this, but it's probably going to be better than Orion. I do think I did say it was going to be better. I think I was going to say it would be better than all of the Gigas except Fury. Yeah. Maybe. So here's how it would work for me. If it. All the gigas except Fury right there with Mako, because I think my rankings right now are Fury is three, Mako is four, and I think Millennium Force is six. So they're all right there. So it's got its work cut out mm-hmm. to get that high. But I do definitely think it's going to be better on Orion, just because it's got airtime, and I generally prefer airtime to turn. Yeah, and Fury is like the perfect mixture of that. Yeah, it, well, Furious turns with airtime during the <laughs> yeah. turns. So that was Candemonium. Um, our next story is a little bit sad. Desperado at uh, Buffalo Bills in Nevada is most likely standing but not operating. Mm-hmm. Quoting a um, quoting directly from the source, uh, which is Las Vegas Weekly. Oh, that's a that's a fun uh, news title right there. Uh, Buffalo Bills giant yellow Desperado roller coaster has closed until further notice. According to the Prim Resorts website, and an employee who answered the phone said there was only a slight chance it would ever reopen. Mm-hmm. The request for official comment from a spokesperson went unanswered. So, I mean, we had kind of you got heard, to ride Desperado. We had kind of heard a little bit that it was maybe going to go sitting but not operating, but that looks like way more likely now, which sucks because I like even though you know people say it's not that good and. It's just not the best hyper in general. I still wanted to ride it. Like, it's a massive aero hyper. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you're going to yeah. want to ride it. 
it definitely looked more just to ride it just to say you've ridden that. It's one of those coasters. We talked about a bunch of those last week where it's like, yeah, I just wanted to say I got to ride it. This is another one of them. <clears throat> so a little bit of a sad, sad thing there. But Nevada's losing even I more think, coasters. I, I think here's the thing, though. Most people that got to ride it will probably agree. We have Magnum still, and that's the better of the two. <clears throat> so um, the next one, also kind of interesting and i spent a lot of time debating on twitter with some people about like the pros and cons of this cedar fair and we just listed cedar point but cedar fair in general has postponed any major like festival or event to next year and so <clears> the big example is the C- cedar point 150th anniversary party bash parade all of it is not happening this season it's going to happen next season yeah i don't really know um what to think about it. I mean, you know, I'm not somebody who's going to uh, go to the park for a parade or anything like that. I'm going to go to ride ride the rides. Yeah. So it doesn't make that big a deal to me. But, I mean, I'm wondering if, like, if Cedar Point was going to add a coaster for their 150th, does that get pushed back too? Or... Maybe. When I, I, when I was on Twitter, I think I said something very similar. I said, I don't go to Cedar Point to ride or to watch a parade. I go to Cedar Point to ride coasters. But and then I followed that up with, though, how many other people were just going to, since they weren't probably going to, we don't know how the parks are going to reopen yet. We have ideas. We have guesses. And I think the best thing we can say is it's not going to be as like we used, we're used to it being. It's going to be very limited in terms of things. And so I think I said, well, are people going to just not go this year because they're not going to get to do as much? And so Cedar Point deciding, hey, if we just push this back a year, we can get all the visitors that would have come this year next year and make money next year. I think it just comes down to how are the guests going to react? And when I say guests, I'm excluding coaster enthusiasts because we know most coaster enthusiasts are going to go. Yeah. Uh, like. The more that's going on with all the Cedar Fair stuff, them pushing stuff back, and all the updates they've been putting out, there's starting to uh, be a decent-sized part of me that's getting worried they're not going to open anything this year. They're just going to close down the whole chain. And I really hope that's not the case, but I'm starting to think that it's a possibility. Yeah, it's crossed my mind multiple times, and I've tried to put it from my mind, because as as someone who has one of... Not directly, but I have two Cedar Fair parks that I visit quite frequently. Of course, I really want to go this year. So my whole thoughts on it have been, what is like the the no the go no go point where they say it is no longer worth spending the money to get the parks operational? Mm-hmm. And I think for some of the parks, it's middle of July. I think for some of the parks, you could be looking at the beginning of August. Um, I know I. I said I think the latest they would open is with four months to go because their money making time is at the end of the year. But Cedar Fair Parks, you're talking Cedar Point's open for what? Four months, maybe yeah. four, five. So I mean it like after the middle of July, it really does you start to wonder, does it make sense to you know, pay to get this thing open when you're not gonna make as much money this year? I mean, of course, we this all is going... hope that they open, but if they don't, I can yeah. kind of understand it, but it'll just be a sad year. Like, this this whole year has just been 
tough for everybody. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think everyone has had to do face something. I mean, really, there's been nothing like this ever. There have been other traumatic events, but none of which resulted in the country shutting down for two months. I mean, that has not happened ever. Yeah. It's, but, it's tough, but we can try to avoid that. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, the, we do have some good news out of all this. There are parks reopening. Shanghai Disney reopened uh, yesterday, which is good. Is it yesterday or today in China? It was yesterday. It was our today. It was their yesterday. Okay. Because Shanghai is... <laughs> So Shanghai is 10 hours ahead because um, David was on the podcast last time. Last time they were over there, I remember the only times I could text them were right when I got up in the morning or right when I went to bed because that was the only time we were up the same amount. Yeah. So like as we were going to bed last night, Shanghai was opening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I just know it happened and I saw some footage. Um but I haven't heard anything bad. I, it, have you looked into it anymore? Because like, I'm assuming it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, I scrolled back through Twitter and just kind of watched anything I saw about it. And the three things I noticed the most is Disney, of course, did a great job of trying to enforce social distancing. Uh, mm-hmm. The park was pretty much dead, it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it's all the lines. But the they said it was sold like out, five. which tells me that they really limited capacity. Um, Okay, so now that makes me think. If they, like other parks, did that here, I kind of feel like that would be a good trade-off at that point. Because like, I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, if they limit parks to 25%, like 25% capacity, and they also have limited capacity on the rides, then you're still going to have like the same wait times and stuff like that. But yeah. from the footage of Shanghai Disney, it was completely dead, and they limited to around 25%, I'm going to guess. And the lines were still five to ten minutes. If other parks can do that, that seems completely fair to me. And like it would still be worth it to go to a park. And I do remember, I think I can't remember what the interview was, but I think I think it was JPEG that said the goal is for to we're gonna start with twenty-five percent capacity, but we are gonna work up to that over like a period of two weeks. So Mm -hmm. like the first day could have been really low and we could see them building up slowly over the next two weeks. My question is, and I have, a, I have a bunch of questions. I could list my questions about this for hours, honestly. But the, f- the first big one I have is, at what point do you extend capacity beyond 25%? Like, how long do you want to hold it there? Mm-hmm. And then the, I think the next one, this one's much more abstract, but talking about limiting ride capacity, how are, I mean, we don't, I didn't see enough of how Shanghai handled that, but I want to know how, parks are going to handle that in general are we just going to see on we'll take lightning rod for example because it's the first one that pops in my head is it going to be one rider per row so only 12 people per train or are you going to be allowed to ride with someone so like my dad and i could ride the front row but there wouldn't be anyone in row two right behind us is stuff like that going to yeah. happen or it, just from one thing that i saw i think it was pirates of the caribbean at shanghai they were doing the capacity Every other row could be filled, I think. Okay. That's what I saw. I, mm-hmm. I saw that at least the rows were blocked off. I don't know specifically how they were doing each row, if they were only allowing like 
two or three people in each row, or if they were allowing it to be filled with four or five. I don't know how they were doing that, but I know that they were at least having every other row could be filled or have people mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, and the other, like, and that also opens up the whole single riders. Probably don't expect a single rider line places this year because you're not. Yeah. I don't think the parks will let you with just one person. My other thought is like, are they going to limit it to where you can only ride with your family or just the group? You're Wonder with? if they're even going to have so, fast passes and quick queue and all that. Does it, I mean, with what Shanghai looked like, there was not going to be a need for it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they could make money off of we it could if somebody go on bought it. But yeah, we can keep going on this. But oh, yeah, I'm sure. We've got some more stuff. I do have one other thing I think I ca- we probably should mention because it was all over uh, Twitter today. Not with Sh- It was with Disney, but not Shanghai specifically. And that is that Disney is more than likely going to require guests to wear face masks in their U.S. parks. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, being the coaster enthusiast I am and somebody who just wants to ride so bad, I'm completely willing to do that. Okay. Yeah, I've... It amazes me how many people are, like, furious over it. Like, I'll be the first to admit, I don't particularly enjoy wearing a mask, but I've always said, if it is a requirement to go somewhere, I will do it. I'm not going to flat out ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my job requires me to wear one now, but like I could, I will wear a mask at a park if that is what it takes to go to a park. Everyone's complaining about the heat and everything, and I'm, I, I did see the great thing. It's like this is just imagine this is what the cast member that has to stand around and hug your kid all day feels like. Yeah, I. But oh, this is kind of off topic, but I wonder if there's anybody who's made face masks that have like cooling technology inside them yet. I don't know. Somebody could make a lot of money off that, I feel like. Okay, we're we're getting a little off. Yeah, but, but we could talk. There's so many different things, but just the whole face mask thing today was like, people, just calm down. It's okay. And if you don't, if it's like you're going to not go to a park because you're not wearing the mask, great. That means more places for people to actually want to go mm-hmm. to go. So. Okay, moving on. Europe. Europe. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their parks are reopening soon. The two that come to the top of my head are Europa Park and I think Wallaby Holland. Holland. I also think Fantasyland said something, and they're opening yeah, soon. Yeah, we're we're starting to see parks in Europe say they're going to reopen, which is good. Carmarden um, never closed. Carmarden never closed. We were to- we were totally talking about running a boat and going to Sweden. That that didn't uh-huh. happen. Um, but I. This is a good sign, I think, because I think if Europe, European parks are starting to open and Chinese parks are starting to open, we can't be too far it's off. It's logical that we're going to be next. I, I really and hope we, that we June do is already have a few. Yeah, we, and we already do have a few parks that have said they're going to open. We know Kentucky Kingdom intends to open, and we know uh, Holiday World intends to open. Looking at I mean, calendars, a lot of them say early June, mm-hmm. so, even though they haven't officially said stuff. Yes. So I'm hopeful, but by maybe the end of this coming week, we're going to start seeing parks saying we're going to reopen. I mean, Disney Springs is reopening on the 20th. Disney, like, yes. So we've got I think we're Disney really Springs. close here. And I know, I know for Florida, at least, the mall at Millennia, which is a huge mall here, it reopened. All right. It might be reopening soon, but I know like somewhere within a week, I'm pretty sure they're opening. There's been rumors about CityWalk at Universal reopening. 
like there's a there's a good chance that starting in June or very early June we could see parks reopening. Mm-hmm. And talking about here in Tennessee, a lot of the Pigeon Forge attractions have started to reopen, go-kart tracks, some of the smaller alpine coasters have reopened, I think. And the National Park has, I believe it has reopened now, which is a big thing because that's the federal government's decision, not the state's. Oh, okay. That's good. So we've been up and down here. We've gone negative news, positive news. It's, it's we very... We a little like, bit of more of negative news, which I know you're probably not happy about, though. Okay. I'll preface this. I'm not too worried. I still think... I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this, but okay. I think it's definitely yes. worth mentioning. SeaWorld Parks, um, it, I forget where I saw it was from. It was a Reddit, Reddit post, but I forget where they heard it originally. That's where I first saw it anyway. Um, SeaWorld Parks, potentially not opening new coasters. So my guess is Texas Stingray is obviously going to open because it's already open. Yeah. Um, I think Iron Gwazi will also open. And that's just not me having my bias because I want to ride it so bad. Like, there was a billboard up for a little bit that said it was now open. They were going to open it like within a week, I think. We are really convinced that Iron Gwazi was set to open like the day that the shutdown started. Yeah, like it was it was ready pretty much. And so I still think that's going to open. Now the other 3, I'm not as I'm not as um sold on. Icebreaker hadn't done a test run yet. It had track work completed, but it hadn't run a test. Pantheon, I believe, was in the same situation. And Emperor, as far as... Emperor, we know it tested, but there, I saw a rumor on Twitter, I don't know how much merit's behind it, that SeaWorld San Diego might not even open for the rest of the year. So obviously, Emperor wouldn't reopen either. Yeah, so obviously, of course, if none of the parks reopen, then until 2021, they're not going to open until 2021. Yeah. Um, Emperor, I think... The two that are most concerning, we'll exclude Emperor because it's in its own little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pantheon and Icebreaker. Icebreaker had, they'd started moving the transfer table around the switch tracks, just starting the to The trains get were in the station too, or at least one yeah, of them was, but they hadn't tested. Yeah, we have no evidence that they ever sent a train through the layout. Pantheon, mm-hmm. they had done a pull through on. They were, they'd done a pull through yeah. the train, but we don't, again, we don't know if they ever got the test and send one of the trains through on its own power. Mm-hmm. So those two I could both see possibly being delayed at least a year, or at least... I think, I those, think those have a good chance of not opening until mm-hmm. next year. Emperor definitely depends on the park, obviously, but since they had started testing it, if the park reopens, I would say it will be ready to open. Now, well, I'm, I'm kind of torn on that, because obviously it's ready. If it's ready, they could reopen if they wanted but at the same time, with the situation in San Diego, and I know that they weren't going to open parks until way later, it might not even be worth opening it if they don't open till like their late season. They could just wait till next year. Which is also very true. There, and this goes back to the, what we've pretty much been saying. We could go on about this. There's so many, but this, but that, maybe this, maybe that, that go along with pretty much anything related mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, so, but I think Iron Gwazi has the best chance, which makes me happy. Yes. Um, so that is pretty much all we have for weekly news. We had a ton this week, just a bunch of, a bunch of smaller things, but I think they all added up in this. It's a good, it's a good overall week of news. Mm-hmm. So moving into off topic, um, I've done literally nothing. Like 
except for schoolwork and video games and uh the pool opened in my neighborhood with like reserved time with little people so i've been swimming a lot but that's it yeah i've i feel you on the schoolwork um started studying for the act that's a lot of fun i've been doing that too a little bit you want you want to see the pile oh boy it's as thick as my head yeah i just have an app that gives me one question a day and then i do that and that's it yeah i um well i'm taking mine in june and you're taking yours in like august so um yeah i've been doing there's like a sections in each of these books and i've been doing like one section a day Mm -hmm. (sighs) a lot of fun so yeah i've been doing that um i went back to my job moved some flowers around that was fun they were like, hey, Jack, you want to come in at 6 a.m. and move flowers? I'm like, sure. <laughs> Fun. Nothing else to do. Might as yeah, well. No, there's nothing else to do. I, that was my whole thing when they, the shutdown started. My manager was like, hey, can you come in and work? We're slammed. And I was like, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> Might as well make some money. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I've been sitting around looking at camera equipment a lot because I have nothing better to spend my money on. I'm not surprised at all. You know that's what I do. Like, have it's, I have a? I literally have a list of like things I want but don't need, but really want. Mm-hmm. So, that was our short off-topic segment. Yeah, just about real life for a moment and move forward. Okay, now it's time for the ride of the week. So we finally got through one one full list of four rides. We did a B and M invert theme. This yeah, week's so, theme. Yeah. Now we're moving on to. Um, GCI, so we uh, RCD beat it. We got four random GCIs. Um, yep. This so the for the next month of shows, the choices are going to be Mystic Timbers at Kings Island, Thunderhead at Dollywood, White Lightning at Fun Spot America, Orlando, and Gold Striker at California's Great America. And just yes, like so last just time, like last week, we've each ridden two of these. And we've both ridden Mystic Timbers and Thunderhead. Chris has ridden White Lightning, and I have ridden Gold Striker. So that is what you are in for for the next month. Chris, do you have a wheel for us to decide which one we talk about tonight? Let me pull it up real quick. I will stall while you do that. Have fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, GCI is one of my secret. It's it's not like just a secret favorite. It is probably they are probably just overall my favorite manufacturer. There are other coasters I rank higher than theirs, but there's nothing that, like, I always get on a GCI, like, this is going to be a good ride. There's never a doubt in my mind that it's going to be bad. Except for, like, Wildcat. Well, Wildcat I got on thinking it was going to be a good ride. I got off thinking differently. I said getting on it, I thought it would be a good ride. All right, it's ready. Okay, spin the wheel. Spinning the wheel. One click, two click, three clicks. We need some Wheel of Fortune. And we have... Looks like it's my week to start off. We have White oh, Lightning boy. at Fun Spot America Orlando. I've driven so, by it. That's that's all I know. I've driven by it. Yeah. Uh, Jack will hopefully get to ride this this year. Hopefully. He, yeah, because we've got some plans. But um, White Lightning, let's see. Where should I start? So this ride, um, obviously, it's it's the main attraction of Fun Spot, I'd say. You can see it driving in from multiple directions. and uh, it looks very nice driving in. 
uh, complements the entrance really well. Um, what else? The curve drop. I'll just go through the right. The curve drop is one of my favorite GCI drops, probably. I'd say, I'd say I like it more than Invaders, for sure, even though it's a straight drop. But the curve drop is awesome. There's some great little pops of ejector throughout, some good laterals on the few turns it does have. I know a lot of GCIs are based on laterals, and this one's more based on airtime, but when it does have turns, it gives you good lats. Uh, the pacing is really good. You do use or lose a little bit of speed after the double up and going into the double down, but you pick it right back up. It's very smooth. It looks great. Um, the light package it has is awesome. Just, it's, I'm kind of torn on it because it's short, so it's like not to the top of my list. But at the same time, some of the airtime it gives is like better than a lot of Thunderheads. Sorry, Jack. Um, but overall, the ride is just terrific. I do prefer Mindblower a little bit, but this one, this one is close, and I need to rewrite it because it's been a little bit since I wrote it. So could it take Mindblower spot? Who knows? But overall, really solid ride. It's I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten if I were ranking it out of ten. Yeah, I'm watching a POV right now, so I can give my thoughts on the layout. Um, <clears throat> I will say, commenting on your comment about Thunderhead. You gotta remember, Thunderhead was not designed for airtime. It was designed yeah, for turns. And Thunderhead it has just... a few, few really good airtime moments, but White Lightnings are, are quite a bit better. Well, yeah, I mean, it's designed about. It's not as good as Mystic Timbers, but it's got good yeah, airtime still. That's what I was gonna say. This ride really does kind of look like if Mystic Timbers had a baby type thing. Mm-hmm. You've got just out and back airtime focused layout. Prowler's um, the older son. Yeah, Prowler. But, I mean, overall, it looks fantastic. Uh, Double Up does look really nice. Um, mm-hmm. The one time I've seen this in person was driving into Orlando for a conference a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, I want to go ride it, but we couldn't because it was, you know, like a pre-planned trip. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, it just looks really nice. Um, I do love the look of the trains. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing not to loved by the looks of it so and of course the millennium flyers are very comfortable as usual so definitely hope i get to ride this in the uh, fall um yeah it looks awesome that's those are my thoughts on it okay so that was our ride of the week so next week we'll have either gold striker thunderhead or mystic timbers yep all right So so This week in history, we kind of went, uh, well, we, Chris kind of went a little overboard picking this week in history. And by little overboard, I mean he listed every single roller coaster that opened this week. Okay, real quick, I got to preface that. Every single uh, roller coaster of decent relevance um, in North America. So not like Europe or Asia. There's, there's a lot of pretty good sized uh, rides that had, had birthdays this week. So. Usually we give our thoughts about one or two rides, but there was just so much. Like honestly, we're getting to that season where it's going to be like this almost every single week. I feel like just because this is when most rides open, so we're just going to run through them real quick. Yeah, this is. Yeah, we're going to talk. So this is. Do you want to just go back and? I threw one on there that I noticed Mm -hmm. you missed, but you just kind of want to go back and forth. And um, okay, I'll start. So first one is Dragonfly at Dollywood. Next is Super Duper Looper at Hershey Park. 
Uh, we've got Stormrunner at Hershey Park. Uh, Hydra at Dorney Park. Superman, uh, Six Flags New England, so the, the really good one. Phobia Fear Coaster. Also the coaster that helped me win the GP Challenge. Oh, whatever. Also Phobia Fear Coaster at Lake Compounds. Uh, Leviathan at Canada's Wonderland. Uh, lots of Cedar Point coming up. Gatekeeper at Cedar Point. Magnum XL. Raptor. Mantis. I guess kind of Rougarou now. So I think the OG Mantis was the one that actually opened in in uh, on May 11th because today's its actual birthday. I'll check. Sure. Um, there's also Steel Vengeance and Rougarou also opened today. So wait, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Steel Vengeance. I think I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, Valraven. Wicked Twister. And switching over to Holiday World, we've got Legend. Raven. And Voyage. And fun fact, I didn't find that out until today. They all share the same birthday. I'm pretty sure it's the 6th. I'm pretty sure Holiday World planned that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that until today, though. Um, there's also the OG Batman the Ride at Six Flags Great America. Wild Thing. Uh, which park is that? I'm totally drawing Valley Fair. Wild Fair, yes, that park. Uh, our second Skyrocket 2, Electric Eel at SeaWorld San Diego. We've got New Revolution. Oh, and the one Cedar Point coaster, we forgot's the next one. <laughs> Millennium Force, yes. Yeah, That's yes. the one I actually forgot. Of all the ones all, to forget. Uh, Wednesday is just going to be, all day on Wednesday is just going to be tweets on Twitter. Happy 20th birthday, Millennium Force. That's all it's yeah. going to be. I'll put money on it. Okay, so happy birthday to all of those rides. Uh, whether today's their actual birthday or not, happy birthday to them still. Yes. So now, now we have our fun second half of the show. Yeah, so we did this two weeks ago now, I think, with RMC, where we ranked all of our coasters. Um, and we're the back half of the shows right now are just kind of like, oh, what can we do this week? Because with not having parks to go to or trip reports or anything like that, it's just kind of, mm -hmm. what can we come up with? So we decided, let's do it with our B&M coasters. Yeah, there will probably be a, quite a few more of these ranking lists, too, in the near future. Unless parks open. Then I'm sure we'll have a lot of trip reports coming. Yeah. But, okay, so la last time we did this, we just straight up ranked them. But this time we decided, let's, let's add in a twist. Let's, uh, let's try to guess each other's as we go. To have a little bit more fun with it. So I'm going to pull up my list real quick. I'm working on getting mine up. My internet's being slow. Yeah, so all we right, have, so. of course, we both know pretty much all the B&Ms we have ridden. Um, I've ridden 45. I was wrong when I told you yesterday. I have ridden 45. Um, I haven't looked at how many I've done, but I know it's the most from any manufacturer I've ridden. Yeah, same here. Sure. I was looking. So I yesterday, Chris was probably annoyed with me because I kept sending him all these stats. Um, out of the 225 roller coasters I've ridden, 20% of them are B&Ms. Mine's probably a little greater than that, I feel like, but it's definitely somewhere around there. It's going to be okay. pretty close, I think. Oh, gosh. I got to think. What am I going to guess? This is hard. This is already hard. Like, we haven't even started yet, and I'm already having d difficulties. Well, I have. I know what my number 10 is. I'm looking at it right now. I have mine um, up as well. 
Okay, so I think for the first one, we can each give we can give each other a hint because we kind of gotta know where on the yeah, yeah. Like, tier we're starting. It's so a I will say, yeah, I will say All mine right. is an invert. I will say that mine is a hyper. Okay, okay. yours is an invert. I'm gonna guess yours is Apollo's chariot. Yeah, you got it right. Yes. It is Apollo's chariot of Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Okay. Okay, um, here we go, folks. It's so nice. I could go a lot okay. smoother than we thought. I'm going to guess Montu. Yep. I knew it was, a little, it was a little too good to be true, I think. You lagged out. What did you say? Uh, it's a little, that was a little too good to be true, me just getting oh, it yeah. right off the bat. All right, so my guess for your number 10 so, is Montu. It is not Montu. Do you want to guess again? I'll guess one, one more time. time. Raptor? Okay. Yes, it is Raptor. All right. And Raptor, so where? what is your number, what ra- rank is Raptor, for, or not Raptor, Apollo's for you overall? Overall, like, Apollo's is Chariot is my 30th, and Raptor is actually 33. So it's Raptor. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Raptor is my 30, so. Yeah. All right, number nine. Moving on to number nine. I think we can give each other a hint. I Ten think that through six, we should do hints, I feel like. Okay. Yeah, the top five we're gonna get i think so okay number nine mine is hmm how do i give a hint for this one without you knowing it we debate about the fried a lot i'll say that okay I'm trying to think how i can give a hint also uh Man, I, I know, like, I have one, but it's going to give it away completely. Okay, I can't think of a unique one, so I'm just going to tell you it's a hyper. That's all I can give without giving it away, I it's feel a like. hyper. Okay, we debate about this right a lot. I know Mako's higher. I feel like Diamondback's higher. It's, I don't think it's going to be either of those two. And we really don't debate those rides a lot. Well, me and your dad Diamondback do kind of, but... Yeah, you and my uh, dad go back about Diamondback and Mako all the time. We're a having a we show about, about that. If we debate about it, that means that I've ridden it, I think. Yes, you have. Is it Banshee? No. Alright, I think I want to take one more guess. Okay. I don't think it's that. Do you actually have it this high? Is this Superman? No, it is not that. It is Superman, yes. Say. Wait, it is? Yes, it is Superman. You're number nine. You have it over Raptor? Yeah. Man, I don't have Superman until my number 38 overall. It's my number 29. It's barely in my top 20. Okay, you have a guess for mine? Okay. So B&M Hypers. So this is pretty easy because I know all the B&M Hypers you've ridden. So it's either... It's not Apollo's Chariot because I already know it's that one. So that leaves Mm -hmm. it down to Mako, Diamondback, or Goliath. Or Intimidator. Or Intimidator. It's not Mako. That I know for sure. Between the other three, this is going to be... I have to think. Is it Intimidator? No. Okay, that makes it a little easier. Diamondback? No, it is Goliath. Goliath. Yes, Goliath is my 24th overall and my ninth favorite B&M. 
Okay. It is number down eight. my 36th spot. So, number eight. Ha ha. Another invert. Okay. Let me think. This one, you have. I kind of. Um, ah. Man, I'm trying to think. Because, like, I, I know kind of what I want to go with, but I don't want to say it in a way that will give it away. We're purposely trying to screw each other up, I think. Mm hmm a little bit. Um, okay. You have it surprisingly ranked higher than another ride. That probably gave it away, but we'll see. Okay, you said yours is an invert? Mm-hmm. I think it's either Montu or Banshee. It is one of those two. Okay. I'm going to go with... One. I'm going with Banshee. It is Banshee. All right. Finally got okay. one right. Okay, so you said I have it surprisingly ranked over another... Is it Raptor? No. Have it surprisingly ranked over another. Surprisingly ranked above another ride of the same type. Huh. I think going into riding this coaster, you there was a part of you that expected it to be better because I had talked it up so much. And the other ride left you a little Kraken? disappointed. Or Manta. It's Kraken or Manta. Yes. Manta? My number eight is Manta. Okay. I remember going into SeaWorld. You had told me before that Tatsu disappointed you a little because you were expecting so much from it. Oh, yeah. And you actually ended up... Yeah, Tatsu's down at 35 and Manta is somewhere I'm not going to tell you okay. because you have to figure Manta's out... Manta's 23 total for me, so one spot above Goliath. Okay. Number seven. So, okay. This one is probably one of my... It's one of the more underrated B&Ms, in my opinion. One of the more underrated? Okay. That's... Hmm. Okay. It, it has an element that many people praise, but I think is slightly overrated. Okay, I gotta. Has an element. I think we've think. talked about this once think. or twice before, so let's see if we can remember. Okay, you said it was a ride that you think is underrated. Yes. Oh gosh. I know it's not that one. I don't think it's. Oh, I know it. You do? Go ahead and get. Yes, it is Montu. Everybody presses the Batwing. The Batwing's very good, but I think that the Zero G roll and Emmelman are better. I can more consistently gray out on the Batwing. So, yours. I gotta think here. This is hard. 
We have talked is about it, it on the show. No. Ah. Hulk is... I don't even know where the heck Hulk is anymore. It's been so long since I've written it. I think it almost has fallen out of my top 30 or 40. You think it's underrated? Uh-huh. I don't even I have don't Hulk in my top 50. That's a mistake. Oof. I need to fix that. I was going to say, the first time we met, you were talking about Hulk so much and how much you loved it. Ooh, I forgot. It's not on here. I, I'll add it in after tonight. I'm going to go in a wild guess. I don't think there's like hardly any chance of this, but I'm going to guess this anyway. Wild Eagle? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, behe- no, no, no. Not Behemoth. <sighs> okay. Silver Bullet? No. Okay. I don't know. Tank of Coaster. Oh, it is an invert. Okay. Is it Talon? Yes, it is. is, Talon is my number 26. That is the highest ranked being an invert I have. You don't have Banshee in your top 10? No, Banshee. You just guessed Banshee. Banshee was my number 8. So you don't have Montu in your top 10, not Banshee. No, Montu would be number what is this? I can look. Montu is number 22 overall for me. Montu is also not my top 50. Oh, no, no. Yes, it is. It's my number 12 B&M. Okay. Number six. Hmm. Number six. All right, it has restraints that people are torn over. Is it Banshee? Yeah, you, you could I'd kind of tell by that one right off the start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, let's see. How do I do this one? I'm honestly just kind of want to make you guess this one. Okay, all right. You, you <sighs> should get this one. Okay, let me think. So I know Fury is going to be up there. I know Mako's going to be up there. So those are two, and I need six total. No more inverts, no more floorlesses. Kumba's going to be up there, so that's three. Wings, Thunderbird will be up there, I think, so that's four. Any more Gigas or Hypers? Diamondbacks, so that's five. And then is there another Hyper that I think would be up there? I think it's either going to be Diamondback or the one that I'm missing here? Which I'm trying to think what it could be. I mean, do you want me to tell you the other B&M inverts? Or B&M inverts? B&M hypers I've ridden? Sure, go ahead, but I don't think I'm missing any. Behemoth and Intimidator. I feel like it's not either of those. Let's see. Or it has to be one of those, doesn't it? This is hard. Okay. Not going to be a dive. Not going to be a wing, I don't think. Is it Intimidator? No. Is it Diamondback? It is Diamondback. Okay, Diamondback at number six. See, so you have something else in your top five that I'm not thinking of. Yes, I do. Hmm. Okay. 
So shall we move on to our number five, sure. which is the one you aren't thinking of? Okay. Well, now I gotta find out. I'm looking around my room. We have talked about it on this episode. We have. Uh huh. Now I'm going and looking at our show notes again. Oh, it's not in the show notes. But we what? have said its name on this episode. <sighs> This is... Mm. I, have the, I have another hint that will flat out give it away. So if you want to give me your hint, then okay. while well, you think. My hint will straight up give it away. I feel like for, for between us, it'll give it away. Because all I have to say is Wild Mouse. And that gives it away completely. <laughs> Diamondback. Okay. Yes, it is Diamondback at number five. It's Diamondback I, all over again. I still have... <laughs> No idea what number five is. Okay, what's what's the other hint? Uh, this is the coaster that got you into coasters. That got me into coasters. What? It's one of them. You've told me. Oh, it's Manta. It is Manta. It's Manta. Manta was one of the coasters that got me into coasters back before I went was even close to being an enthusiast, but it was definitely something I'd say that influenced me. Okay, yeah, so Manta is my number sixteen. Alright. Where Diamondback is my number twenty. So the last one, two, three, four, five. The last five have all been a row. In a row. Twenty-four to twenty. Twenty-four, twenty-three, twenty-two, twenty-one, and twenty. Yeah. So I got okay. consistency. Yeah, top four. No hints. No hints. Okay. For Kumba? Yes, it is Kumba. Yours, I'm going to say, is Thunderbird? Yep. Okay. I feel like it's fairly easy from this point out. Uh, Kumba is okay. overall my number 14. Kumba, or... Uh, you'll think, you know where Kumba is, I think, for me. Thunderbird is my 14. Okay. Okay, um, number... Three. So your your number three is Kumba. Yes, my number three is Kumba. This one. I know you're one and two. What is your three though? I'm trying to think. Oh, why am I drawing such a blank on this? I don't know. I feel this is pretty easy, in my opinion. It's either it's it's either Mako. It's not Fury. It's either Mako or oh. Oof. Uh, why can't I think of this? Man, I'm really surprised you haven't gotten it yet. I just, uh, seriously, I can't think of, um, like, another B. No. It's not come to my mind. Do you want the answer? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm determined to figure this out. No hints, I'm not giving you a hint. Has it been in my list? It has to have been. 
Hold on. Now I have to, I'm, I'm going to look at mine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think you know. Thunderbird. Yes, my number three is Thunderbird. <laughs> it is uh, two spots ahead of Kumba at 12. I look at... What if it, what if it, and then I look at my list. Oh, yeah, it's the one that's highlighted it's right now. either your 10 or 11, I think. 10? Kumba is my 9. Oh, 9, okay. Alright, so I, our top two are very easy. Your number two is Mako. Your number two is Mako. Yes. And your number one is Fury 325. And so is yours. Yes. Okay. So, that is our top ten B&Ms as just trying to guess at one another. That was kind of, that was fun. Yeah, I, there's a couple that surprised me. I'm surprised you had Superman. I'm surprised you didn't have Montu. I think you were surprised at how high Manta was. Yes, I was. Am I surprised that Hulk wasn't there? Because you had talked. Okay, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest though. I have, like somehow I have forgotten to rank Hulk on this list. Do you think Hulk would be in there? I think it would, but since we'd already started, I just Too didn't late. add it in. So we'll Hulk have it is as an honorable on there for me. It'll yeah, be an honor. Hulk is my honorable mention. What's yours? Do you get an honorable uh, mention? My number 11 would be Intimidator. With Alpengeist and Raptor literally falling, following right behind in the exact rankings and everything. So, My my current ranked number 11, it would probably end up being my number 12 if I ranked Hulk. Is, um, but my number 11 right now would be Wild Eagle. So, Okay. So, that was a fun list. We'll probably have more of these in the near future, considering, you know, nothing's going on, no trip reports, no anything like that, but... Yeah, we're going to rotate, I think, between doing probably something more like this and trying to have at least a guest on every other week. So, For hopefully the time we have being, a guest yeah. on next week. I need to... We'll, we can talk about who we want to try to get on. Um, mm-hmm. If you have anyone you want to suggest to come on the podcast, let us know on Twitter, send us an email... If, if, I mean, if you're someone in the industry, if you want to come on the podcast, we're open we'll to gladly that let you on. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for listening so much, and I think that's everything. So, see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.